did his pow out. The Pow Wow with Mo Podcast. Welcome to episode 12 of the Pow Wow with Mo Podcast. Pow Wow is not here today, so I'm Mo and this is Dom. Hey. Sorry, and, I'm not powwow. <laughs> oh, it's fine. We're going to try to do an NBA one. Powell does hasn't even really started watching the NBA yet. So I think it worked out for the best in this these topics. So we'll see. Um, current events-wise, there's only really two things that's happened since the last time we recorded this that I've, I've paid attention to. Um, one is, of course, Trump stuff. Mike Flynn pleads guilty. Yeah. I have no idea what all this means uh, or what it's even going to lead to. And I try to not be too political, so I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel the same. I try to not look politically into things just because I already feel society's messed up from where we're at now. The whole Flynn case, does that mean like well, we've been talking about this for now? What months is? Does this ultimately lead up to Trump being impeached? Right. I, I don't think so. Personally, I think there's nothing he could do. Um, I know that sounds horrible <laughs> to a lot of people would prefer there to be options. Um, I just don't really think it's going to happen. And all he's played guilty to is he's lied about what he said in his communications with Russia. So I think it really, what the big deal is it opens the door to him to cooperate with them and share other knowledge. Um, but we'll try not to get into it too much here. Um, but notice that. And then also Tiger Woods comeback. I didn't look where he's at as of this morning. Well, as of, because the first two rounds he did amazing. Then that third round yesterday, it was a bad time. He ended uh, up dropping fully out of contention. Bummer. So that was fun for a little while, and then it went away. Yeah. I think everyone tries to cheer for Tiger just because, you know, his laps went went downhill really fast after one car wreck after getting <laughs> caught with, like, 23 women. Look, in my opinion, he should have just lived his life to begin with. Like, if I want to date all these porn stars, just let me do it. Yeah, but I think the issue was he was married to a woman who wasn't down with that, and he had to hide it. Or maybe she yeah. was, and he didn't. I don't know. Either way, it he didn't shouldn't work have been out. married to her then. Right. Um, so lately, uh, I've mentioned the video games I've been playing. So basically, I just showed you Near Automata. It's a crazy looking game. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing that. Still, Valkyria Chronicles and Sims Four. Just kind of juggling all three of those around. Trying not to get too bored with one. Um, and they're all pretty good. Is there anything you've been playing lately? Well, the thing I've been messing around with, I've actually, I've been playing Injustice 2, trying to get my fighting game chops back on. Did you get the Ninja Turtles? I heard they're coming to Injustice They're coming, 2. but I don't have them yet. They don't come out for another few weeks, I think. That's honestly what made me be like, I might get Injustice. I liked Injustice 1, so I was like, I might get Injustice 2 if I could play as the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I think they're going to be like split into. You can only pick one character, but you can play between the four, like a, as one character slot. So you couldn't, you couldn't fight like, you couldn't fight as Rafi one round, Raphael or Michelangelo the next. I think you have to pick one. Gotcha. All right on. Um, and then I watched. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the last podcast or not, but I mentioned I started the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is his Amazon Prime show about this lady doing stand up comedy. Back, I want to say the 60s, but I really have no clue. It might be the late 50s. Actually, I think late 50s. They mentioned uh, JFK might be running for president. I, I think he won in 60. So, finished that. 
there's only eight episodes, but it's really good. So if you have Amazon Prime, highly recommend watching the show. Um, it's super funny. I liked it a lot. Man, I don't know if I can get Amazon Prime. I feel like I'm on every single thing. I'm on Netflix, and which they are increasing their prices. In case you all missed that, they're oh, increasing I guess it I did. to eleven dollars or ten ninety nine a, a month. So, well, something came out that they're actually losing a lot of money every year because they're spending so much on making content now that people aren't just giving all their stuff so easily. Uh, so we'll see what Netflix does. I mean, I like every original Netflix show, so I don't see any time where me canceling it's going to be a possibility unless i'm just so broke like i can't afford it and that might happen um but yeah i have that hulu um i do cbs all access all for big brother of course i mean i've been watching some young sheldon young sheldon's way better than the big bang theory so i actually enjoy watching that every week um if you something i finally got power to watch after months and months is the orville so i don't know if you have hulu but the Orville's on there, and it is amazing. See, I have a buddy who literally just mentioned this the other day that it's great. I'm like, I'm not a Star Trek guy. I know it's I, different. I don't like Star Trek either. Um, but I do love Stargate, which is a way different concept. You know, it's not set in the future like this. This is very much a Star Trek parody, but the characters are all funny enough. They're like, you'll want to watch it every week. Like, the story's good enough to keep you coming back, but when you watch it, it's funny enough that you're like, yeah, this is a good time. Um, it's a good mixture. Like every week, I'm like, oh shit, there's a new Orville. And we watch it like immediately as soon as I remember. So I would highly recommend it. Hmm. I might look into it then. I mean, I have Hulu, so I think it comes on there. Yeah, it does. Um, all right, so let's just go ahead and get to our top five list, our top five favorite basketball NBA players all time. Again, these aren't going to be the best players. Um, just be your favorite. So I think of it more as my fandom for certain players as opposed to who I thought was the best. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah. This is definitely a fan pick for me. A lot of them is set one. One should definitely be an all-time top five, but we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, Dom, so what do you have as your number five? My number five is I have Akeem, the Dream Halajuan. That's a good one. Um, I, I probably wasn't really just watching basketball when he was like a big deal. Like I was barely – when at the very end, and then my very young, when I first started watching him ending playing, I'm sure crossover just barely. Yeah. Um, but because of that, I just don't really have any memories. I know he's great. Yeah, he's he's super good. Like the biggest memory for me is actually like my dad teaching me the dream shake. That's his patented move. The Hakeem's patented move is the dream shake. So when I was growing up doing basketball, that was. I always tried to do that, and I watched videos of Akeem doing it. I was like, geez, this guy's good. He was like, he's kind of like Embiid before Embiid. If Embiid was healthy, he would be Hakeem Olajuwon. Right, well, because the whole thing was, right, he was from Africa. He played soccer his whole life, picked up basketball late, so he had all this footwork that most basketball players yep, didn't. exactly. And then he really used that to thrive in the NBA. And then the two years, or the one year Jordan was off, and then the year he came back, he took that time to win two championships. Yeah, and there's always the the debate. If Jordan didn't take that year off, would the Rockets have won those two back-to-back -back years? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I think that's a good debate because I think Jordan quit because he was mentally not there at the time. And Whoa. so then if he kept playing, I don't know if he would have mentally been able to keep it going. Oh, see, you think he was not mentally prepared, but in conspiracy land, it's he was suspended. I have heard that. <laughs> I have heard suspended that. Suspended for gambling, so. All right, so my number five, and this is almost all because of a video game. 
It's because on Sega Genesis, one of my favorite video games of all time was Charles Barkley's Shut Up and Jam. Yep. I still have it to this day. I love that game. I think he was the only NBA player actually in the game. The rest of the characters were like street ball caricatures. Yeah. Um, but I just really loved that game enough that then when I would watch basketball, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I love Charles Barkley. And so I just really like Charles Barkley. I mean, now I appreciate his game as well. Like he was the original stretch four. Yep. Um, he was basically like, I think even more of like Blake Griffin. He was like Blake Griffin, but then. Because he didn't really shoot threes necessarily, but he could take it to the rim. He didn't dunk like him, but he, he would. He scored in a similar way. Yeah, right? he was like, he's a all time like most athletic fat man basically. Like, right. He's just a weirdly shaped guy. He's six five, yet he was leading the league in rebounds. Like yeah, almost like was, the original Draymond in a way. Yeah. Like a weird mixture of Draymond and Blake Griffin, but and he talks a lot of shit now, and he's super funny now on TNT. Doing his commentary. I mean, he's probably better as a commentator than he ever was as a basketball player. I mean, and he's he was got a really good for it now. So. Right, and he was a really good basketball player. Uh, I mean, he suffered from the whole playing with Jordan, mm-hmm. basically, so he never got his ring. Uh, but I loved Charles Barkley as a kid. Like, I just liked him then, and then now every time he talks shit, I just think it's super funny. Um, big fan. Charles Barkley all around. Agreed. Agreed. All right, so who is your number four? So my number four is... The answer, AI. That is my number three, but oh, we'll go ahead and talk about it. All right, yeah. So number four, AI, the culture, basically. Like, he is the the originator of bringing the culture to the NBA. Yeah. I mean, in general, I just really like, I mean, I like guards, almost always over forwards. Guards are more fun. Yep. Uh, and he was just the one-man show of what Westbrook was last year was kind of what he was always. I mean, Everyone compares Westbrook to all these different people, but he really is just like Iverson, very I re- similar. I mean, he was like, this is my team. I'm going to run the show. And there was like all these times where he almost got traded. I was just reading recently about how Iverson almost got traded to Detroit the year before they went to the finals. Really? But there was some like 12th man on the bench. White dude, he might not have been white, but I, in my mind reading it, he was like a – he might have been. He was like some – um like just big dude right on the bench and never got any playing time, but he had a trade kicker in his contract. And so the trade was going to send Allen Iverson and then this dude to Detroit. And then that guy looked at Detroit's roster and goes, I don't think me and AI would lock it there. So he, dec- he said he wouldn't void his trade kicker. So then the deal got canceled and then Allen Iverson took Philadelphia to the finals. And then after that, he kind of just, that was his team, but it's really funny just to think how close it was to not being that. Wow, that's that's insane. Detroit would have come up different because at that point they wouldn't have had Chauncey Billups. So, right, uh, completely changed the landscape right there. Right, and I don't. I just really liked AI back in the day, and he had the whole we're talking about practice rant, yeah. which was the best. Um, and there's like all these myths now of how he would be out till four a.m. the night before a game at a strip club, and then come in and score forty five points and. Oh yeah, he he's a definitely. Um, well, and I think he's lost all of his money too, like right, like all of his basketball money. He lost yeah, that's why he teamed up with Ice Cube to do the big three. Right, like it's it's crazy lifestyle in general. Lifestyle I would love to live. <laughs> so right, you had AI number four. That was my number three. Uh, for my number four, I have to say Gary Payton. GP, that's very yeah. GP, the biggest shit talker I've ever right. seen. <laughs> so, as a kid, I just didn't like Jordan for whatever reason because he was too good and he always won, and I just didn't want to like him. 
And Gary Payton, for whatever reason, was like my antithesis to Jordan. I was like, but I like that guy. Um, I loved the Sonics when I was a kid, so it's kind of cool the Sonics became the Thunder. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I just really like Gary Payton. And also on video games, he had a lot, really high steel rating, so you could get yeah, steals very easily. Yeah, he was called easily. the Glove for a reason. Right. So, uh, and he just talked a lot of shit, like you said. Like, his shit talking was the best. So whenever he went to the Lakers, I was really hoping that was all going to work out with him and Carl Malone. It did not. Um, but I was thinking, like, yeah, he's finally going to get his ring because he was ring chasing, and it all fell. Oh, man, it's super sad, too. That Lakers team, ugh. But he did eventually get his ring by going to Miami, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was on that Miami team. Um, but, yeah, Gary Payton, I think, I don't know if he really does anything anymore. He should be in the big three just to get stills. I mean, I see videos of him from, from like, this basketball, like, dunk challenge thing. He's just kind of in the crowd there to hype people up. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, so who is your number three? My number three is, and we just talked about AI, but that guy on steroids, which is Russ. All right. Um, I have Westbrook as my number one. Oh, man. So we'll go and talk about it. All right. We don't have to talk about it. Okay. Wait till we get to your number. All right, so what's your number two? All right, my number two is T-Mac, Tracy McGrady. Ooh, he would have probably been, like, number six on my list. Like, I just always really like Tracy McGrady. I kind of have, like, uh, my liking is regressing a little bit on him because so many people these days are coming around how great he was. But back in the day, nobody liked Tracy – or a lot less people liked Tracy McGrady, and I was always defending him. So now to be everyone be like, no, always like Tracy McGrady. I'm like, you're bullshitter. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, the argument always was T-Mac, Vince Carter, or Kobe. That was the argument. Yeah. And I was a big T-Mac guy and also Kobe guy. Wasn't much of a Vince Carter guy, but T-Mac is definitely, if he didn't have injuries, I think he, he would be an all-time 20 player. Well, right, and I think that's why, like, me personally, I don't look at the ring argument much because at the end of the day, if these players were just on different teams on different years, then they would have won a like if T Mac was on the Spurs early in his career, I'm sure Greg Popovich could have figured out a way to use him and Tim Duncan and some ultra scheme we're out using. So like Yeah, T Mac would have took the Kawhi Leonard role at right. that point in time. So I just think a lot of it is based on like, well, who's your coach and where are you at at that time? And with him on the Rockets, they that was the whole Yao Ming era. They were coming off Steve Francis being like one of those inefficient point guard, scoring point guard guys. Uh, so, I don't know. It could have been a lot different for T-Mac, but it just didn't. I remember he went like 13 straight years without getting out of the first round of the playoffs. Something insanely like Right. I mean, he, it was like the same luck that Chris Paul yeah. has, basically. Like, T-Mac was just that before Chris Paul was that. But yeah, I always liked uh, Tracy McGrady a whole bunch. And when was that? Like, he scored... He scored 13 points in 30 seconds. Right. It was some. It was something. Yeah. Cause I remember on ESPN that night, they extrapolated, like, if he kept that pace for a whole game, he would score 347 <laughs> points in a game. Like, something stupid uh, like that. Stats for everything. Yeah. And I'd be like, what? He's the best ever. I remember Reggie Miller doing a similar thing yeah. like that. Um, all right. So, my number two, and I'm going to guess it's your number one, is Kobe. Yep. Yep. We can go ahead and talk about Kobe right now. All right. So... I mean, I think we can talk about Kobe and Westbrook together, honestly, because they're one, two, two, one, right yeah. on our list. So I would have always said Kobe in front of Westbrook, but just after this off season of basketball, I feel like Westbrook has earned the number one spot as my favorite player. Like because we live in a state 
that doesn't have professional sports teams. We didn't have a professional basketball team till late in our high school run. I feel like it was uh, yeah. right in the middle. Either I'm about way, to say, yeah. Until high school. So, like, for instance, in football, I love the Jacksonville Jaguars. But when they have a bad season, it doesn't really uh, affect me. I'm just like, oh, another bad season. Okay. Or, like, in baseball, I like the Mariners. But I'm like, oh, the Mariners suck this year. Okay, I don't care. But when you have a team in state, you care so much more, it seems like. Like, I watch every Thunder game when – and the fact Russ signed the extension. I know they could trade him, and people are all pitching that shit lately. Yeah. Um, But it's just like, yeah, he's – the dude for the sports team in our state. So I think he has to be number one. That's why I went with Westbrook over Kobe, but throughout my life, Kobe has been my favorite. Yeah. So I kind of have this argument of like, I know we have them in state now, but I take what I originally like, like Kobe. I can't just switch loyalties just because Westbrook's here in state in state. Now I love Westbrook. I love Westbrook more than I loved when KD was here. Like, I would stick up for Westbrook when everybody's like, oh, why is he not doing this for KD, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's a, his own kind of player, and we got to see that last year. And Kobe, Kobe, oh, man. He just, he means so he means so much to me because he was like an inspiration to how I think, like, I view life. Like, he... Mamba mentality. Mamba mentality, exactly. He, he overcame the trial in Denver. Like, he would go to court, and then the next day, drop, like, 40 points, not affecting him at all. Right. And and Kobe's whole thing is crazy. So the, originally why I liked Kobe, I mean, he was young coming out of high school, and that was cool and all that. But he had a video game on Nintendo 64. Uh, I think he had two or three Kobe Bryant's whatever, but he it was his name on it. And I loved that game. It had four-point hot spots that would show up on the court when you played. Um, I really, really liked that game. So through that, I'd be like, oh, Kobe's cool because video game's cool, which is a stupid way to choose. Um, but then he became awesome. And then I always kind of, I really like Shaq's personality, but Shaq as a player, I always got annoyed at because he was just so dominant and lazy. And so whenever him and Kobe started beefing, I was like, fuck yeah, Kobe. And I bought in even harder. Yep. It's exactly. all of it. Um, and then his whole trial thing, which I think in today's world is crazy. I think if that happened today, I, he you might get suspended. Cause basically the whole thing was he was like an 18 year old kid maybe 19 at that time, and then he had sex with like a 16-year-old or out in a hotel, something well, more or less. Well, he was actually, like, when that time happened, it was actually in his early 20s, so. Okay, so he might have been 20, 21. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember that being all kind of crazy at the time, but you always buy like, well, he's a professional athlete, and how is he supposed to ID people? But I think if that happened today, it'd be like, yes, you're supposed to ID people. Yeah, he probably would have got suspended for a year in the league now. Right. Um, I think his last game going out, scoring a bunch of points was oh, awesome. Man. Uh, I mean, he just had a lot of good moments, and then that's another person that was almost traded once. I mean, yeah, when, to the ended up almost getting traded to the Clippers. Like, what in for one? What in your right mind would be like? You know what? I want to leave the Lakers right. to go to the worst franchise in what, sports history. Not even in NBA history, sports history. Well, and to the one that at the time had the racist owner. Exactly. I mean, I don't know how racist he was. He just used the N word. Uh. He, he, I, I don't know what, if that wasn't his what mistress like Hispanic, right? Like, that's what I was saying. Like his trying, mistress, but he's trying to own her in my mind. Like, he, uh, maybe he brought this Hispanic woman. I think all old rich men are trying to own people. Exactly, that's just the way it works. Um, 
but yeah, the whole Donald Sterling thing was crazy. And so if Kobe would have been around through that, that would have made it even crazier. Um, I think the Lakers got screwed on the Chris Paul trade. That will always be the one thing that I think is the biggest obvious NBA overstepping its bound moment. Yeah, there are two big trades in the NBA that altered the history from the from the year like 2000s on. That one is that Lakers trade that got vetoed, and two is that James Harden trade. Right. And the James Harden trade, I don't think he ever becomes what he is if he doesn't leave and go on his own. So I think it's better for basketball at the end of the day. But yes, of course, it's crazy that three MVPs, because I think James Harden will win it this year, and he yeah. won the player vote a couple years ago, were on a team together and then lost to fucking the Heatles mm. in the finals. And that was the worst as a Thunder fan. Um, but I think the other one was crazier with Paul to the Lakers because the NBA owned the New Orleans Pelicans. I think they're the, still the Hornets maybe at that time. They owned the team, and they vetoed it because they felt like the team they were trying to sell wasn't getting enough back. I remember exactly where I was. I was in the library at college at EC, and I was just viewing everything, going through my home. My dad called me. He was like, did you see what just happened? I was like, what? I look on ESPN. I drop everything. I start yelling in this library, looking all kinds of crazy. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Yeah. And then it got denied. I yelling about that too. I was like, I had to get up out the library. I was heated at that point. It. Oh. And I think another thing that makes Kobe kind of stand out is he, he was like a, a photocopy of Jordan, right? Like, so a lot of his moves. And as someone who I didn't love Jordan for whatever reason, a lot of people who love Jordan would hate on Kobe. Like yeah. he's just trying to imitate. So then I could be like, well, fuck you. And then I had. It like uh, solidified my love for Kobe even more because you had to defend him with Jordan lovers. Yep. And then towards the end of the career, there's all the LeBron lovers, and they're like, hey, Kobe, like, oh, yeah. And they're like, well, LeBron's better than Kobe. And you're like, and there was like two years that it was a really fun rivalry, and then Kobe kind of fell off, and LeBron kind of peaked a little more. Um, and then it really wasn't anymore. But for a while, that was a fun rivalry. I mean, Young Jeezy had the song Twenty Three Twenty Four, believe was the name of it. Yeah, I mean. They with each other which was hilarious right um so there were some really good moments there um but again i have westbrook over kobe just because i'm trying to live in the moment and westbrook is the dude at the moment and i understand how everyone says all the negative things about him i kind of i think he probably does play too fast mm -hmm. to be a team sport <laughs> like just no one's ever ready around him and he forces some of the worst shots it's just the thing is, sometimes they go in, and then he gets too much confidence off of it, and you're like, well, he's going to keep shooting that now. Yeah, the most irrational confidence guy. Like, right. It's like Dion Waiter's irrational confidence, but he's way more athletic. Yeah. Like, and that's probably the something, like, I mean, those are your top two. Like, he's they're one in three in my book. They Russ will probably jump up in a couple more years. But as far as, like, you notice, it, the reason they're that high on our list, at least for me and in, in my eyes, is because they care so much. They show that they care about the game. Right. Well, I think a lot of the people on my list, all but Charles Barkley, because Charles Barkley is, I'm not going to say he's soft, but he's definitely not the hardest of the forwards. Right? In the, I don't know. The he, he fought Shaq. That's true. <laughs> um, but all the rest of them, they kind of have like a shit-talking demeanor. Like Gary Payne talked a lot of shit. AI would talk shit. Kobe did it, but like it, um, it seemed like a more educated, mean way. Oh, yeah. You know, if that I always sense. think about the time uh, Matt Barnes threw that oh, yeah. ball and the timeout. Like, Kobe's like, you're not really throwing this. One of the it's biggest – that's one of the best gifts of all time. Now, I know Kobe did get, like, 
two punch combo by Chris Charles. Is that who it was? Yeah. Um, and that was whack. But I don't know. I love Westbrook in press conferences, especially back when it was him and KD, and he would like, like, we're not answering that or just whatever. Like, you would march on Lynch it back in the day. Um, and I just like everything about the way Westbrook handles himself. And I love all the shots he takes at KD with the cupcakes oh, it's so or good. the photograph outfit. It's starting to become legendary at this point. Right. And his whole uh, adopt a cat t shirt. I mean, he just, he's, what is they, I'm trying to think, is that on Jalen Jacoby where the competitiveness? Yeah, the competitiveness. Yeah. It's a competitiveness award. Um, so anyway, Westbrook's real good there. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and just uh, talk about what's going on with the Thunder and the rest of the NBA. All right, and we're back. So, Dom, how do you feel about the Thunder at this point of the season? Oh, the Thunder. I feel I'm worried about the Thunder. I will say I like their new uniforms, the dark blue and light blue line ones. Look super dope. I don't think they've gotten a win in them yet, but <laughs> they look really good. They might have to scrap them out if they're losing them continuously now. Right. So, what do you think? Do you think they should fire Billy Donovan? Um, I don't know if it matters. I just think Russ listen, is going to listen to many people. So a lot of people have thrown out Mark Jackson, David Fisdell, you know, all these people to replace Billy Donovan. Maybe it works. I don't think they're running Billy Donovan sets currently at the moment. Well, they're doing something like they're either running the right sets or they're going to the basket. They're doing something right in these first two and a half to three quarters in every single game. Right. First quarter of most games, they look good. Um, and they really do just fall apart. So like, I said before the season started, I think on the last podcast you're on, I would like to see Carmelo come off the bench, and now that's gained a lot of steam of people acting like that that would solve things. But they start well. That's not really the problem. So I don't really know if they need to, they need to do something to adjust the minutes to where the bench people have a score on there. But I really like Grant. I really like Abrinas. Like, there's a lot of guys on the bench I like, so I don't really know what they would do differently. Oh, uh, man. Uh, the mellow thing coming off the bench, I don't I don't like him coming off the bench just because it hurts his psyche. Now, if you're telling me, Robert. well, we're five minutes into the game, now we're going to switch, rotate our people out, and then Melo can play with the second unit whenever they come on right. in the, at the beginning of the well, second quarter. I See, I think his psyche needs hurt because right now he's, uh, I'm going to take 20 shots a game as a third option. That. That just can't continue to. Well, be Russ a is thing. feeding that though. Like he's letting he that happen. He, I know what Russ is trying to do. He wants to make sure everybody's happy and he's going to have these guys because he just signed that big ass extension. Right. Well, I mean, Carmelo will be there next year. He's not going to walk away from the money, in my opinion, because he's not going to sign another deal with that much money a year. Yeah. And I think he he can play one more year and then sign another contract somewhere else. I think Paul George. Everyone acts like he's just already out. Um, he does look really good a lot of nights. Some nights he doesn't. Again, they're just the streakiest shooting team. Like, they're either all hitting or they're none of them are hitting shots. Yeah, when uh, it's just Paul George and Russ on the team, I mean, are on the floor, it's very positive, very high numbers. Right, and Steven Adams has been looking good, especially the last game. He went 11 for 11. Uh, 
done a Euro step. I know. Which was crazy. Like He's been hanging around Russ for too long now. <laughs> right. So, like, I think a lot of them, a lot of things could look good. I think uh, Patrick Patterson being better would help. Oh, man, that's been the biggest disappointment in my eyes, just because he was billed as is, oh, he can make outside shots. He is absolutely abysmal from the deep. See, I'm kind of, and I know it's blasting me a little bit because I love Carmelo. I'm kind of one thing if I think if I could take back the Carmelo deal and they keep Cantor and McDermott, McDermott, I would maybe take that. Not just because they're playing fairly well in New York, but like I thought McDermott, it was going to take until the next year for him to get comfortable anyway. And Cantor, yes, he doesn't play great defense, defense but he is a really good backup center for when, when Adams isn't in there. He's going to get the boards. Like, he's a good rebounder. So, and I think that's another thing that is definitely hurt this year is we are not out rebounding other teams like last year. Yeah. They've, like, Thunder used to lead the league ever for like the last six years now of Something rebounding. Like and this year it's finally dipped off. I don't, I mean, that could just be due to Cantor and his 10, nine to 10 rebounds that left with him. But they have the athleticism and length now to get to some of these balls. Right. And, like, I don't really like Houston, so I'm cool that they didn't extend him or offer him a qualifying offer, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I look at the team, and I'm like, I feel like they should be all right, but we've just seen so many games where they just fall apart. It's like they – and maybe that is on Billy Donovan. Maybe he can't – he does not have a system in place for those three guys to make it work. But I don't know if another coach necessarily would. Um, that's I mean, there. I really like Mark Jackson. I know that's finally starting to build up some hype. I don't think it will actually come to fruition, but I mean, it would make it fun for when they play the Warriors to add another aspect, more to it, yep. right? So I mean, that would be cool. Um, a lot of people seem to really like Fizdell. I don't understand why. I guess like I get it. He was an assistant on the Heat. He kind of modernized Marcus Gasol. Because now Marcus all hitting threes and shit, so maybe he would be good. I just I've never seen any like playmaking or anything from him play calling. You know that'll be like, yeah, he could solve the the team. Well, but I've heard that talked about a lot. Well, Memphis Grizzlies last year, they went through twenty eight different lineups because of injuries, and they still made the playoffs and still took the Spurs to six games. Well, I guess I would be concerned he's going to bench Westbrook, like he benched Marcus Gasol. <laughs> that. I don't think he'd – But he, it's he, cool because he, he would probably bench Carmelo at times it was needed. So I could see it working. See, he'd bench Carmelo before he'd bench Westbrook. He, I think he'd view Westbrook as he did Mike Conley. Right. Like, that's his guy he's going to war with. And nobody else on that team has that. Marcus Gasol, for one, the reason he got benched, he was ineffective. He needed to get benched. Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree. Um so we'll kind of just talk about random NBA stuff. We might get back to the Thunder. We'll see. Uh, so the whole Marc Gasol thing. I really like Marcus Gasol, and he's really good. I don't think he is. To his point, I think he should have played some of the fourth. Right? Like, I mean, he, he is your best player. Like, even if he isn't effective. But didn't the Grizzlies still lose? Yeah. So, like, if the Grizzlies won, I think Fizdale has a little bit to lean on. Like, well, hey, we won the game. But since they didn't. It kind of had to happen the way it happened in a way. Like, if you're going to lose one of them, I think losing Fizdale is the way to go, unless the Grizzlies are ever going to fully try to rebuild. But they're going to try to do the patchwork rebuild. Yeah, and I, I don't really like that. I mean, they've already traded away, like, a couple of their true uh, grind, grit and grind players like Tony Allen and Zach Randolph right. or people who just left just because of salary differences. Well, and 
they are so their twenty twenty one pick is going to the Celtics. So if they try to wait to rebuild, they're not even going to have their picks then. Yeah. So it's like right now is kind of the time they have to do it, or they should do it. I but mean, they, they could won't. sell high enough on Gasol because Gasol isn't that old. He's, I believe, just thirty three right now. Maybe thirty two. Yes. I think the same age as LeBron. Yeah. So Gasol isn't that old. Mike Conley also is in it. Just turned 30, 31, actually. I just don't know who's trying to get a center. Yeah. Like, that's the NBA is super weird these days. And I was I read something the other day about it, kind of the way Brad Stevens operates, right? Um, he wants to play one point guard. Because the way he thinks of her is he thinks of ball handlers, bigs, and wings. Mm-hmm. And that's like his three positions. So he wants to play one big man with one ball handler and three wings. So it's like when they're drafting, they've done such a good job of drafting Jason Tatum because he knows he's playing three wings at all time. So get enough minutes for them. Yep. Whereas a lot of people don't think of it like that. So like in the Thunder, I mean, they're kind of doing it. They have three wings, a big man, and a, and a ball handler. But Robertson still pisses me off. I mean, I don't know if there'll ever be a moment he doesn't piss me off. The Even, moment that moment will come as soon as they trade him, then he won't be able to piss right. me off I don't anymore. Know. Like there's he's Tom's... the most frustrating player on that team because you can be as amazing as you want defensively, which is fine. I know it's technically half of the game, right? But that half doesn't score any points, and I need to be able to score points now. I would just be curious to know, like, and I'm sure there's an actual name for this stat, but like. Whatever, you know, James Harden's normal shooting percentages versus what it is when guarded by Robertson. You there, know what I mean? like, there, there is, is he, something from that. Is that. it is his so good that it's worth it? Because I'm thinking like most guys don't shoot over forty percent from the field. So if he's not dropping it like dramatically, then I don't think it's worth it to leave him out there. But if he's dropped it like, yeah, they shoot twenty percent against him on average, then yeah, I guess he he might be worth it because he's dropping, you know, half half of their shots or whatever, but at the moment, and he, sometimes he looks good. Like he'll cut, he'll do like a cut to yeah. the basket and someone will find him going in or every once in a while he'll hit a jump shot and you're like, Oh shit, it's the knot. It's going to all come together. Uh, but then the next time he shoots a three pointer and air balls it, you're just like, God damn it. Robertson pull him immediately. Oh, uh, he's the opposite of Cantor. Cantor couldn't play defense, but could play offense. Robertson is the opposite for sure. Yeah, and if you're asking me which of those two players I would have rather had, it would have been Cantor hands down. Yeah, not even close. Um, I saw some other crazy trades. The Ringer were doing some uh, basically crazy trade proposals that would never happen sort of thing. right? Yeah. Kind of what Bill Simmons is famous for. And this one was trading Westbrook to the Pelicans. The Pelicans trade Boogie to the Wizards and the Wizards trade Bradley Bill and no Bradley Bill and Drew Holiday I think ended up on the Thunder and they got rid of Westbrook. The Pelicans got rid of Cousins and got I don't remember who they got and then the Wizards paired up John Wall and, and Boogie right and that even though, almost worked I know and even though I got love Westbrook I was like oh Bradley Bill at the two and not Robertson that's enough <laughs> to make make me be okay with that. I would like all of those teams a lot more. I, not the Thunder. I actually wouldn't like the Thunder. Right, because I love us more. If but, we could get, like, if we could get Anthony Davis on the exactly. Thunder, right? Yeah, that would be sweet. Um, the Thunder do play tonight against the Spurs, I believe. Yep, yeah. it's the Spurs. So I'll be watching that. I don't think they have Kawhi still. It's crazy Which, that they have such a good record without Kawhi. Yeah, this Kawhi thing. I'm starting to get worried about his health. Like, 
He looks fine. Like, I understand he just has one look on his face at all times. When they show him the <laughs> sidelines, he doesn't look crazy injured, right? You're not going to like look at him and be like, oh, you can't play basketball. So I'm, all, I'm very curious exactly what it is. Is Pop just secretly doing a rest thing for Kawhi? And he's like, oh, I'm going to bring you back the second half of the year, and then we'll... I maybe made a deal before, and like, once we hit 500 record, you can come back. And then they just haven't gotten close to it. Because whatever reason, LaMarcus Aldridge... Is finally been, balling out. Right, keeping him afloat. There's also that other dude. I hate the way he looks, but I like the way he plays uh, Anderson. Kyle Anderson, yeah. There's something about the way Kyle Anderson looks when he's playing basketball that I'm like, <laughs> I would just want to punch that guy. Um, but he, he is pretty good. Um, some other basketball things. I mean, I know kind of like the rookie watch, right? So, like, a lot of rookies are really good out there. Uh, there is one particular rookie, though, who is terrible. And I'm going to let that just marinate there with it, starting with his daddy. I <laughs> uh, think Lonzo's terrible. I mean, I've never been on the Lonzo train. I'm more of a LeVar fan than a Lonzo fan, which I know is against everyone. It, I, I pegged you as that. That's fine. I hate LeVar, so. I just think he's, I think he's entertaining. Oh, yeah, he's entertaining. It's I think just, he's I think just trying to build his brand. And I think all these sports stations want to hate on him, but yet have him on their show. Yeah, I don't understand that. If you keep. If you keep like uh, insulting him or whatnot, yet you bring him on every single segment that you possibly can, it's very hypocritical. And I, and Lavar in his in my mind is also hypocritical because he said, "Oh, I'm doing this for my boys. I'm doing no, you're not. You're doing that to get rich, which right. is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I just want you to tell me. I just think. I mean, I think the whole ball family is. Awesome. I, Leangelo's been my favorite because he's the one that wasn't projected to go to the NBA, so I wanted to lock him. Then he gets fucking arrested, and then they, who knows when the next time he'll play basketball is. He probably wouldn't even made the NBA anyway, but I figured he at least got like a G League spot on the Lakers, yeah. right? Because that happens to brothers of famous players. Um, and really, is it LaMelo, the youngest one? Yeah, LaMelo. I'm really interested in LaMelo, but they're pulling him out of public school. So he's only going to play AAU. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to he's going to go to college. I think he's going to be ineligible for it because of the shoe deals. Yeah, he could be ineligible for that. NCAA could bend some rules though because they're not a real governing party. Like they make up their own rules on the fly. Yeah. So we'll just kind of see there. The one and done rule might be done by, by the time. I know Silver has been bringing it up, but I do feel like. Lavar could be hurting Lamelo's chances to be as good as he could be, unless he's taking this money and he's going to hire like, oh, Ray Allen's going to come shoot with you for this <laughs> afternoon, right? Or he's like, I could see him going out of their way to put more money into his training than an average high school kid could. Uh, but I'm interested to see what happens to him because chances are he doesn't go to the Lakers as well, right? Like, there's going to be a time where he plays his brother in the NBA, and then I'm curious what happens to Lavar then because Lavar's so Lakers that. Is he always going to love gonna Lonzo speak it more? Into his existence for one, right? He's just going to speak it in. He's going to Lamelo's going to be on the Lakers as well, and we're going to have the best family backcourt of all time. Maybe that's the goal: is don't get them drafted so they can just walk on and get signed. I don't know. Um, it, it's just very interesting. The Sixers are awesome these days. Uh, I mean, when Embiid plays, they're awesome. I don't want to like them. Because I don't think Ben Simmons should be the goddamn rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so you have that that same argument against like Blake Griffin and everything. If you set out a year, you shouldn't be the rookie of the year. Yeah, I just th- I just I just think that should be the rule. If you weren't playing, if you were not having an NBA contract the previous year, you can win rookie of the year. If you had an NBA contract, you can't win it. 
I don't see what's so horrible with that. I really kind of hope that whenever they start discussing the one and done rule change, because a lot of people, for whatever reason, think two and none is the way to do it. Like, you rather go two, two years, years or, or you can go straight from high school. I don't see where the – to me, it would just make more sense if you done it by – you could declare at any time after one year, two years, three years, four years, no year. Like, just whenever you want to declare, you could. I think that makes the most sense. I could also see them doing it like um, – baseball kind of where like you could come out of high school get drafted and still go to college yeah like i don't see what would be the worst thing about that either um but it would be the most fun if they developed the g league to where if they said like um you can come out of high school but you can't your first year has to be in the g league before you can come to the pros i would watch the g league (laughs) so i mean i feel like that's really the most fun way to do it as if people just did it that way because then you're because you're always going to have guys that come out that aren't ready, like Sebastian Telfair. Yeah. Best documentary ever. Oh, man. Love that movie. Um, but then some guys like LeBron shouldn't have had to go to college, and he didn't. But if he came up now, he would have to go to college. And I'm like, I don't see why. He was a man. He was ready. Yeah. So I just think there's an easier rule. If they did something like that, though, I could see that causing issues for one with, like, the NCAA. Because you <laughs> Who cares about the NCAA? They don't do anything for the NBA. That's true. They don't. But I don't know. I feel like there's some legal battle being had. You're taking all of our high school players that are pro prospects, potentially, and you're just taking them and you're putting them in their own league when they could right, be in college that, getting an education, which they don't do. But Right. They don't. So when a kid, let's say like there's some kid that's really good at plumbing. He's a goddamn plumbing prodigy. 16 years old, the day he, <laughs> and then he graduates high school at 18, can he just become a plumber? Isn't he a professional? If someone hired him or he started his own business, people trusted him or anything like that. Like, I don't see why in just a sports world, there's all these, no, 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 check all these boxes first of college. When there's plenty of other things when you're 18, you can just do it. I mean, in in Europe, there's like 12-year-old kids on the contracts to soccer clubs. Yeah. And they just play soccer from there on out. So I think we tie a lot of random bullshit into it. Like, well, you got to go to college and do this. Whereas I'm like, God, don't necessarily think so. Like, I think of even the NFL, if they could keep their own little – if their practice squad wasn't – had to be kept to a certain number, like if they could do as many as they wanted, and then NFL teams were like just signing dudes out of high school, and they're like, no, we're just going to make you badass in four years. Yeah. And like they could take care of their own stuff. Like I can see that working in any sport. It's weird that we have to foster a college system to make athletes ready when they're not i don't know it's just odd kind of yeah i see like i'm i'm definitely for like coming straight out of high school going into professional league that i'm so for that it's just i don't know the legalities of having everybody that you can just sign and just have them there right it's it's just i don't know it's a different dynamic so also trying to stick with our nba topics Something I've been thinking lately is the Eastern Conference seems better than what everyone thought it was going to be. I, even though I know their all-stars are going to be guys like Tobias Harris <laughs> and people that aren't like necessarily huge household names, but they they have good teams. Yeah, they have decent teams. I mean, uh, what, they got Boston. I mean, I think it also helps that some teams in the West, like the Thunder, aren't are looking good, yeah. even though they have so many superstars on the team. Um, but yeah, Boston looks really good. Like, I don't even know what they look like if Gordon Hayward didn't get injured. Would they be like 
would they be challenging Golden State at that point if they didn't have Gordon Hayward injured? I, I mean, I would. Th- I mean, I think they already are because they have enough length. I don't think they could probably win. They probably can't win in a seven game series against Golden State because they're eventually in four of those games they're just going to shoot well enough. Mm-hmm. But to me, they have. It's like the same thing that when the Thunder almost beat Golden State, you know, the conference finals, where they're just going to have enough length and be able to switch on enough stuff that they're going to be able to hang with them. But the rumor is Gordon Hayward might be back for playoffs. Oh, man, I would love for that to be a That thing. would be really, really cool. Um, the Cavs, I know, are, like, back. Yeah, they've won eight in a row now, so. Right, so they're doing good. Is it all because Derrick Rose left? I mean. Was he just so bad <laughs> that his presence made them lose games? Look, and he also, like, Derrick Rose caused the plague to happen because Tristan Thompson, who's an Iron Man, hasn't missed a game in his life, right. got injured. You know why? Because Derrick Rose is on that team. Yeah. It's contagious for sure. Um, so I would, I like seeing LeBron. LeBron's like Block City this, this year. Like he's just gonna try to get as many blocks as possible, which is cool. I think that's the best LeBron. Yeah, that's really his highlight plays. Um, so I'm hoping they they all do well and everyone's healthy. The Bucks have kind of they're a big story, then no story, then a big story because of Bledsoe, and then no one's talking about them again. I haven't really kept. Yeah, up with they're them, like a middling team, which is what I expected. I didn't expect them to be a top three or four team, even in the East. I was like, well, they're going to be like five or six. They got Giannis and... Right. Well, and then fucking Pow Wow with one of his predictions of the playoffs um, was completely right, and I hated on him, was the Pistons. He put the Pistons on his number eight team, which looks like they're going to be like a top four team, probably. Yeah. Um, I watch them play, and there's just something about it where I'm like, I don't think they're for real. And I understand they probably are. And all the stats back up that they'll be able to keep up this pace with Avery Bradley and... I just don't like Reggie Jackson. I hate Reggie. I just don't like watching him play for the most part. Um, but Andre Drummond, it's just it's so old school. I'm like, there's no way this is going to work. But they'd get wins. Yeah, and he's hitting his free throws now. That right. probably was the biggest help. Like, him actually hitting, like, 60% to 70% free throws. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah, and then I've also been seeing where a lot of people are wanting the Clippers to make some trades. They want the Clippers to trade DeAndre Jordan, get him on a contender. Yeah. I don't think this is like people in the NBA, but like the media that covers it. They're like, you know, drumming up their stories. Uh, yeah. I, I just want the Clippers to try to hold it together. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I really like Blake and DeAndre together, but for whatever reason, other people are all against that union continuing. Much yeah, longer. I saw they're trying to trade DeAndre, or not trying to, but people are speculating DeAndre to Cleveland for, like, Tristan Thompson and some other piece. I think it was Tristan Thomas in a pick, but that, I don't see how the Clippers That's would do that. That's not good enough for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, because I think DeAndre Jordan's a quite a bit better than Tristan Thomas. Agreed. But the big joke around that was Tristan and Blake being on the same team. <laughs> sisters. They could go to family get-togethers. I'm sure there's other NBA stuff. Let me see if they're – as far as standing-wise uh, – I'm surprised how good Minnesota really has been doing because I didn't predict them to be able to like keep it up. Yeah, well, it ha- it also has to do with the Thunder not being as good because they've played yeah. they've now times at the beginning of the year, which is crazy, and they're in right. the same division. So yeah, so right now the Thunder are in the ninth seed, that mm-hmm. nine and twelve. New Orleans is twelve and eleven, so they were, they would have to win four games to to jump them. Which is crazy that they're that many back. Um, I would find it hard to believe that the Thunder nine, 
because the Clippers, Lakers, Suns, Grizzlies, Kings, Mavericks are all underneath them. Yeah. I don't Most think of those are terrible teams. Right. So really it's going to be if the Thunder can catch New Orleans. I think Utah will not keep it up. I also don't think so. I think if the Thunder get it right, like just finally start clicking for the whole games, they can jump back up to, like, the four seed. Right. I mean, like, theoretically, I think they could win, like, ten games in a row. Like, yeah. They could rattle some off like that, but we'll just see if it happens. Um, The Pelicans I really like, but people are trying to act like they are going to trade Boogie. I was like, I'm like, why? They're playing great. Have you seen Boogie right. and well, Anthony well, Davis on the court at the same time? They're they fantastic. They would be a great seven or eight seed to play against the Warriors, who are a one and two, because I think that Twin Tower style would cause problems for the Warriors. Yeah. So I think it would be a fun playoff series. I don't think Utah will stay in Portland. Uh, I just don't believe in Portland. I like a lot of their players, but I just watch them like, God, they're not that good. Yeah, which is what's <laughs> odd. Portland's now up to number two defensive efficiency rating. In really? case you don't, yeah. And, and Thunder is number one? No, Thunder's number three now. Boston's oh. number one. Oh, yeah. It was Boston and Thunder, and Thunder finally moved down to Portland, which is crazy because. They have Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, yeah, like which the are worst terrible. defensive backcourt yep. in the league. Um, and then the Nuggets are fourth in the West, which is crazy because they sucked at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're still holding on there, but I could see them falling uh, definitely for sure. And then in the East, the Knicks we have at the eighth seed in the East, which I think would be fun because I think Porzingis is great. And, I mean, how can you not like Porzingis? Oh, he's so good. Um, Who's – all right. I know this is going a little off off topic here. Who's the best center right now? Like young centers that we're seeing. We see Porzingis, we see MB, Anthony Towns. Um I mean probably Embiid. Mm-hmm. I mean if you're saying everyone's healthy, I think you have to go with Embiid. Uh if not, I think I would go you know, I know Anthony Davis plays a four. I would much rather have him at a five. And I, I would probably choose him, but I think Boogie's real good, and I I don't I think Carl Anthony Towns is overrated until he learns how to play defense because right now he's just a big dude who doesn't play defense. Yeah, which is crazy because he was billed as a defensive player and right. coming out of college, but I would probably go one Boogie. Boogie's done a lot in my mind. Yeah, two Porzingis. I really love Porzingis games now. Three Embiid. Well, they play Porzingis at the four as well. Like yeah. say on the same argument as uh, Anthony Davis, right? So that's always weird when they play. Just play with five. We have stretch fives now. Yeah. I don't see what the big deal is. Um, so they got the Knicks in. The Wizards are at the seventh seed. They're probably going to drop because John Wall's out, and that sucks. I love John Wall. Um, the Sixers are in the fifth seed, which is way higher than I thought they'd be at any point of time in the season. See, I had them being like an eighth seed. at like. That's what I in. put on our predictions that we did. Um, and then, like I said, Detroit's a four. Toronto's a three. I just never watch Toronto games. They are just really boring to watch. They are. The Drakes aren't. I mean, they're just consistent in what they do. Right. I know they're going to lose in the second round every single year. They're kind of like the Atlanta Hawks were right. like, a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then some of the ones are on the outside looking in. I'm like, the Miami Heater, the 10th seed, I really thought they were going to make it. Uh, Orlando that started really good, they fall into the 11th seed in the East. Which is just crazy because, like I said, they were they were like number one for a little or right. right under Boston. So and then I really was hoping I didn't predict them, but I was hoping the Nets would make the playoffs this year because <laughs> I thought it was just going to be the year for the Nets. But I guess that's not yeah. not going to happen. Once Jeremy Lin went out, it was kind of game over. I know Jeremy Lin just the he's just so important to the team. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, uh, I mean, think at the moment MVP race. If I had to guess, I would say Harden. Uh, Harden has the best number. His team looks great, but I think there is an argument to, for Kyrie. I know he doesn't have yeah the best stats, but the narrative is there. He left LeBron, and now his team is better. Yeah, when we and Powell done the predictions for the NBA season, I actually mentioned Kyrie and how I think he would be a good dark horse candidate for all those things you just mentioned. Um, I do really like him. It's just James Harden stat wise. I can't. I can't deny that. Right. It's crazy. Um, my defensive player of the year prediction was Rudy Gobert, and he's out. So that was <laughs> all out the window there. And they'll just hand it to Draymond again. Draymond, yeah. Can't give it to Kawhi this year since he's out for 20 something games. I know. I mean, another easy one for him. Um, I could honestly see KD getting in if he tried, like he did in the playoffs last year. Like, KD's really good at defense. Who would have known? Us in Oklahoma had no idea that he was that good. <laughs> all right, man. So that's really all I have about basketball talk. Is there anything else you got? Well, I don't have anything basketball-wise, but I do have something football-related. All right, let's go for it. So, as of when we just recorded this, the college football playoff came out. Alabama did get in as the fourth seed. with Two losses? With one loss, but they didn't have a conference champion. They're not a conference champion. So, it looks Clemson, Oklahoma, I thought they lost once in the season and they lost the conference championship. Nope, they only lost to Auburn. That was in the Iron Bowl, the last game of this year. And that was to go to the conference championship against Georgia, which it was. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I saw Alabama got in. Who are the other teams? I think Oklahoma's won. Oklahoma, Clemson, and Georgia. Georgia, that's right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it's a better solution still to play off than what would have happened. Yeah, the BCS would have just had two teams. Like, I've seen a lot of people complaining, like, oh, just these four. And I'm like, do y'all not remember we had just these two, like, a few years ago? Um, I think eventually they just need to probably make it eight teams or whatever number. Right? And I'm sure that's what will happen in the future. Yeah. They'll make more money by adding extra rounds. I mean, what they got, it's the New Year six bowl. That's what they do, six bowl games, six of the big bowl games. Why can't you just make all of those playoff games instead of two of them? Right. Games? And I think I think eventually that, that will happen. Um, I've been trying to pay attention to the NFL, but I just – just never care anymore. I do the fantasy football. Uh, some weeks I win, some weeks I don't. Yeah, I've gotten depressed about my fantasy football team in both in uh, in our league at least because I will have great, great days, and then all of a sudden a guy who isn't even playing a quarterback will have Julio Jones score 46 points against me for no reason at all. Yeah. But that's... he started Brian Hoyer in one of his quarterback slots. Brian Hoyer doesn't play anymore. Right. I mean, our league's not that much fun because it is like half the people play and half the people don't. And so it just kind of depends on what your schedule is, which week. Like, yeah. you could have a shitty week and just play someone who doesn't check in and you'll get a win. Or you could have a week where, like, you're paying attention, but you're playing, like, someone else who's also paying attention and it's a crazy game. Like, we every week there is one game that's going to be, like, 104 to 103, and then there's going to be another one's, like, the, in the 200s. Yeah. So... It's just kind of another league uh, with my cousin, and it, it's a weird league. Like, the the scoring format's very different, mm-hmm. but I've been winning lately in it, so I'm just like, all right, I'm just all going to um, – I was having a fight every week between Cam Newton and Alex Smith, and I kept choosing Cam Newton back when Alex Smith was going off, and then I was finally like, well, Alex Smith earned the start, and I start him, <laughs> and he's shitty, and Cam Newton goes off. Uh, so I've been just trying not to even touch it. I'm just like, whatever's been working for me is what I'm going to leave it as. Yeah, fantasy is depressing, but real, like, 
my actual football team is depressing. The Giants, with Eli and Ben McAdoo. Uh, I know, because Geno Smith isn't going to be the answer. That's my point. Like, you're starting him, or you're replacing him for Geno Smith, especially when we're going to, like, I don't even know why we're looking at either of the two quarterbacks, because we're going to have one of the top five picks, and we're just going to draft Rosen or Donald right. out of USC or out of UCLA. So what are we looking at here? Right. I think, if anything, it just drives Eli's value down in some way. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the whole point is. But then again, like, with the Bills, a lot of people think when they benched Ty- Tyrod Taylor for – I don't remember that other dude's name. Uh, they benched him for a week and then brought him back. Some people are now saying that that was the plan the whole time and a lot of fire underneath him. And I'm oh, like, that is so. I know. I don't think it is the case, but that is the conspiracy theory that's out there. So I could see the Giants doing something similar. Like, it you, does so not you waited, go well. what, 13, 12 to 13 games in the season to, oh, we're finally going <laughs> to light this fire under Eli. He's going to turn our season around. Right. So we're they're out of the playoffs. So they're going to bench him this week and the next week. And the thing is, if they came out and said, we're not trying to win, we're benching Eli, saving him, saving his health, that's a totally different thing than being like, Got to see what the we're evaluating what Gino's got. the ro- roster. Uh, right, uh, just wasn't a good way to handle it. Uh, yeah. My team, Jacksonville. I don't know how their game's going at the moment, but they may make the playoffs for the first time in a while. I think so. they're going to win that division. So, and that division somehow could have two teams in the playoffs, and they're easily the worst division, or at least they were for years the worst division in football. I think there's some other bad ones now, uh, but every week I hear people hating on Blake Bortles. And I'm just like, hey, I just think we ride it out. <laughs> like, speaking of Eli, people are talking about Eli going to Jacksonville. And I'm like, like, we would want him. Shit, we got Blake Bortles helming things up. But I am I think the last Jaguar fan that doesn't Still hate Blake up. Bortles. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're a rare breed, man. I mean, I just, what other options do they have? If no one's going to sign Kaepernick, then no one else is going to be good. Yeah, that's true. Which I think he's going to win that lawsuit easily. You do? Yeah. I mean, you just look around. Look at all the guys starting quarterback. I just think you put on game tape of these guys that have come in this season, and you put on game tape of Kaepernick, and you're like, why wouldn't they have signed this guy? I mean, the Texans is the most, like, is the biggest crime in my mind because just signed him for Taylor the, made right. for a Kaepernick. Right? They could have just signed him for the rest of the year, took him to the playoffs, yeah. but they just, I don't know. I mean, I understand some fans are going to be mad. Like, um, lately in my life, I've come – I've spent time around people who do view the other side of these issues yeah. than I do. So, like, I've met a guy recently who has not watched the NFL at all this season because of the protests. Oh, man, that's really hurting. And me. I thought that was, like, I just kind of thought it was made up bullshit. I was like, ain't nobody not watching because of the five seconds before the game starts. Like, I just don't believe that. But I have met a guy that's like, no, I haven't watched it this year because they're disrespecting the military. And sure, I could have argued with the guy about it. But... He was of an age. I didn't think it would matter what I said, but that is like, oh wow, that's that's crazy. I mean, I've been a lot, I've just been basically around a lot of more conservative Republicanish people yeah. that have different views of things. Or I'm like, huh, I guess these are real thoughts people have. Well, I mean, we're here in Oklahoma, so right. I, I'm just used. To, I've come to the point in my life where I don't. I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything anymore, just because. They're set in their ways. They're not up for it. Well, see, I find that I normally had decent uh, success with at least, like, in a one-on-one conversation, I can get to, like, where me and that person agree. We just don't express this. Where I'm like, well, they don't. But it's still bad, right, what's happening to black people being killed by cops. And, I mean, sure, maybe 
this isn't the reaction they wanted to get by taking a knee. And maybe I wouldn't have kept it going once I realized it would have been perverted into this anti-military thing. It isn't really serving their purpose. But like I couldn't even get there to be like, all right, we'll agree that it's for a good cause, but they shouldn't do it this way. Here it's like, no, they're all spoiled, rich brats. Yeah, and you're so like, ridiculous. okay, I guess I can't that's talk why, about this one. Yeah, they're like, that's why I like college, like watching the college players. I was like, you realize. They ain't getting paid shit. They're, yeah, they're not, they're not getting paid anything, but they're trying to become that. That's what they're growing up to be, to be right. a pro athlete and to get paid. Yeah, I mean, I think people just like their athletes to be – you know, like the starving, hungry, just, a, just yeah, looking just a, for the next bone sort of thing. Not a, oh, that's a billionaire because he's <laughs> played all these years and, and made all these business decisions. Yeah. In case you all are not aware, all pro athletes are winners, for one. They've right. had to come through the, whatever struggle they had, and they're getting paid to play a game. Yeah. Uh, now, we'll be curious what the first White House visit is oh, that's for a still championship team. What, didn't I? Uh, the NHL team go? Do they already go? I know they're invited. I know they're invited. I don't know if they win, but the NHL team did accept theirs. Yeah. Of course, the Warriors de- declined, and Trump said, no, you're not invited, but it was because <laughs> it was declined. Right. I mean, it. it's a crazy world uh, politically. It's to the fact that, like, a year ago, I was like, I'm going to check all the news because it was so interesting, right? Mm-hmm. The political news. To where now I'm like, it's too interesting, and I I don't even want to look at it, or else I'm going to be online all day trying to figure stuff out. So it's like went full circle for me to where like I was used to be really into politics, and mm-hmm. now because of World War in, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just going to rob this one out. We'll see in maybe a few years. I'll get back into it. But it's just easier to, to tone out, which might be the goal. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I just figured that one out. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been toning out since or tuning out since since Trump basically got in. I'm like, look, nothing's changing. We're just we're just here. It's it's it is what it is. I mean, there might have been some tax cuts or something. I don't know. Something happened recently that I'm like, I just hope it's good for me. Probably not. From what I heard, most middle and lower class people, it will not yeah. help. But fingers crossed that uh, somehow it helps. But I I have very little faith. All right, well, that's all we have for this week. Looks at basically just all NBA stuff, uh, a little bit of NFL. Uh, next week, we should be back with Pow Wow. We're doing top five favorite. I have no idea. I have no idea actually what it is. I know for the Christmas episode, we're going to have a bunch of Christmas themes Uh-oh. in which we're going to have Koopy on, I think, because she likes Christmas way more than me and Pow Wow. Yeah, I walked into this house. I'm like, holy cow, it's so festive in here. Right, we have <laughs> platters and all kinds of shit. Um all right, anyway, peace. All right, thanks.